Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com to explore the possibilities. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Too Good to Be True, and welcome everyone to the show. And of course, thank you to all the listeners. Are you ready for a really intriguing show about time travel? Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. Yeah, we choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer, to answer those questions. At that point, it is a question of individual belief. Now, let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any of the subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means there will be information that we do miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows will have already been covered again and again in other shows. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, and we apologize for this. Finally, we are not physicists or have any expertise in the forgery or verification of photographic images. We relate content in good faith. If listeners have more knowledge on a particular aspect, we would be delighted to hear from you. Thank you, Justina. You chose the subject of time travel. I used to watch Doctor Who and remember the episodes of The Time Tunnel, another TV series. There was also the 1960 movie The Time Machine from the novel by H.G. Wells, which was published in 1897. There was a remake of the movie, but the original is a classic. I remember the special effects, and for 1960, they were incredible. Why did you choose time travel? Uh, whichever subject you chose, we're now going to time travel throughout the next hour at a rate of one minute per minute. Yeah, Dad, I'm pretty sure that's called normal time and not time travel. I actually have been seeing a lot of viral posts about time travel incidents that possibly occurred. I stumbled upon a variety of videos and pictures that claim that time travel not only exists, but that these photos and videos are actually proof of time travel. I also have watched Back to the Future multiple times, and I think the idea of time travel is fascinating. The subject is also strange since people claim that if someone time travels, they can actually change the series of events for the future. Yeah, my big impression time travel was from Doctor Who. Uh, years ago, I remember the first episodes when the Doctor and his companions arrived in the Stone Age with caveman uh, talking with London accents, which I thought was funny. Then they visited the planet of the Daleks, and as small children, the Daleks skilled, uh, scared the living daylights out of us, still scaring me now. The Daleks, which were a hybrid of, bio, of a biological life form and machines, had the one objective of domination of all races. They had no emotions. They were just machines that killed. In later episodes, the Daleks themselves time-traveled. 
Yes, calling the dialects evil seems a tad optimistic. Doctor Who is still running, though. Was the time tunnel scary? Yeah, the time tunnel wasn't that scary. There was a secret project called TikTok. It was only scary for the two guys stuck in some other time. The scientists and the military looked down the time tunnel and could watch events in, in a different time as they happened. The two guys jumped together to a new time at the end of each episode. There are armed sentries posted around the facility. Presumably, if something unwanted showed up through the time tunnel, they could arrest it or shoot it. I think that a T-Rex stomping around a secret military facility might justify greater force, perhaps even using a tank. You mentioned the movie The Time Machine from the book by H.G. Wells. He was the author of The War of the Worlds also. Wells was thought by some to be something of a prophet. According to Wikipedia, and I quote, Wells is generally credited with the popularization of the concept of time travel by using a vehicle that allows an operator to travel purposely and selectively forward or backwards in time. According to Spark Notes, he was commenting on Victorian society through the vehicle of a science fiction novel. But it looks like H.G. Wells started the idea of time travel in popular fiction. Maybe Wells was also telling, uh, trying to tell us that time travel may be possible one day in the future. There was also the television show called Quantum Leap from 1989. A physicist called Sam leaps through space and time during an experiment in time travel by temporarily taking the place of other people to correct historical mistakes. In one episode, for example, as a priest, Sam must save another priest from alcoholism and prevent a murder. Uh, in some episodes, the person Sam replaces is female. Taking the place of another person in a different time seems a little crazy, and in terms of science, not really possible. What happens to the replaced person? Do they hang out in some other place and wait for the replaced person to leave? Sounds like great entertainment and very confusing for Sam. But, Dad, let's talk more about the science fiction basis and then actually some physicists and psychics about time travel after this break. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating 
at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking about some different TV shows talking about time travel and the ideas they covered. Dad, can you continue about how we were talking about Sam? Yeah, we're talking about Sam from Quantum League and I, Quantum Leap, and I think it's safe to assume that replaces somebody even on a temporary basis is a little ridiculous. But the plots depended on changing the future from the past. The Back to the Future movies involved elaborate plots to do just that. I think that plays into the emotional remorse. If someone could go back and change what was done in an earlier time, then life for them or for others would be better. Wanting to go back and make corrections seems to be a common theme. That reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode when a World War I fighter pilot ends up in the future and went back to save a comrade who later saved thousands of lives in World War II. That show, The Last Flight, was from 1960. That's almost 60 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah, that's right. But The Twilight Zone and the other show, The Outer Limits, are still running on legacy television channels. At the beginning of The Outer Limits, a sine wave appears on the TV screen and you are advised that control of your TV set has been taken over. You didn't get out much in the 1960s or the (laughs) 60s, did you? Back to the theme of fixing things in the past or not, quantum physics expert, Todd Brown from USC, University of Southern California, states that even if you travel back to the past with the intention of changing history, events will conspire to force you to conform to that history. That implies, perhaps, that there is a ruling timeline. And that's a physicist, but what do psychics have to say about the subject of time travel? Psychic Tanya Hoy, on his website, claims that time travel is possible citing Einstein's mathematical equations that prove that time travel is actually possible. He argues that there are time travelers among us because it is mathematically possible. But he explains that the future cannot be changed from the past, owing it to the grandfather paradox, which prohibits time travelers from interacting with the past. Yeah, I looked up Einstein's theory of special relativity, and yes, without going into details that would give me a headache, (laughs) time travel is mathematically, uh, theoretically possible. But not being able to change the future from the past rather blows back to the future and quantum leap right out of the water. But what is the grandfather paradox? I will quote from psychic Tanya Hoy's website. 
Their grandfather paradox states that you cannot go back in time to change the events that have happened in the past or interact with the people, events, and everything that is of the past time frame. If you did, there would be a big possibility that you would no longer exist in this world. That seems to fit into the ideas of quantum physicist Todd Brunn, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, events will conspire to force you to conform to history. But taking Tanner Hoyer at his word as a time traveler, it, would sound, it sounds like you can only be an observer. Why not, just remote view, why not just try remote viewing if you just want to observe? Remote viewing is not the original topic. But if you can remote view through time and well as space, then maybe we should discuss it. For a definition of remote viewing, I went to crystallinks.com and I quote, Remote viewing, RV, is a form of clairvoyance by which a viewer is said to use his or her clairvoyant abilities to view, i.e. gather information on a target consisting of an object, place, person, etc., which is hidden from the physical view of the viewer and typically separated from the viewer in space by some distance and sometimes separated in time, future, or past as well. So, remote viewing can involve time travel, but not physical travel through time. We should also mention astral travel, where you might travel through time and space in your dreams, but apparently it can also be attempted through meditation. That raises an interesting point regarding physical travel, which I guess is the time travel people think about most. Um, When you go for a journey in a car, you travel with a car, with the time taken for the journey being dependent on the average speed of the car. But with time travel, your body will need to be transported through time or or through time and space if you're going to go to a different location. So that means that your body will have to be changed to something like small particles that can time travel, then change back so you can become your normal self. I get what you mean. It's like the transporter in Star Trek. When Scotty beans up Captain Kirk, he goes all fuzzy down on the planet and then arrives all fuzzy in the transporter room then gets solid and starts walking. Yeah, I think that is a great way of imagining it for travel through space. I don't think it should be any different for space and time. You would need to be split up into particles and then put together again. By the way, why did the guy in the red shirt played by the unknown actor usually not make it back from the planet? I think that's a mystery that may never be understood, especially they may have only had spare red shirt costumes for him to wear. Let's switch gears now and get away from these television shows. Why don't you start us off by describing notable pictures on the internet, such as a boy from the future appearing in, a, in the photo of the Gettysburg Address. I think it is an amazing that photography actually existed in 1863. The photography back then was a lot different than today. The cameras did not fit in your pocket. First off, I want to say it's difficult to be able to describe the photographs and videos discussed of the different events without seeing them. I will try to do my best. I encourage the listeners to search the images and videos so they can see them firsthand. So for the first one, it is alleged that Andrew Basiago actually traveled back in time and ended up appearing in black and white photos of the Gettysburg Address on the day Abraham Lincoln was speaking. First off, let's include some background on Basiago. Basiago is actually a Washington lawyer and ran as a candidate for the election of the President of the United States as an independent party. He is a supporter of releasing information about Project Pegasus. Project Pegasus is said to be a secret U.S. government program that worked on both teleportation and time travel. Andrew says that his dad was involved with Project Pegasus and used Andrew as a child to test their technology. Basiago claims that he actually stepped into a plasma confinement chamber in 1972 in New Jersey. He then claims at the age of 10 years old that he went back to the year 1863 when the photo was taken. The photograph shows people lined up at the Gettysburg address and then a younger boy is the main focus of the photo standing alone. His shoes appear too large for him. He claims that his shoes actually disappeared during the journey so he had to find new ones. Yeah, has the photograph been analyzed to see if it is real or not? Is there any additional information about the photo? It seems odd that there would be a younger boy by himself in the photo. Yes, the photograph has been studied. The Library of Congress says the photo was taken at the Gettysburg Address on November 19, 1863. The photograph most likely was taken by a photographer 
named Matthew Brady. The original plate negative can also be found at the National Archives. Also, Abraham Lincoln can be seen with his hat off in the crowd of people. When I looked for stories about if the photograph has been debunked or proven photoshopped, I could not find any information. The only information I found was relating Andrew Basiago's story to other claims he has, such as people visiting Mars or claims of traveling to the future also. Many people also say the photograph is not true since time traveling does not exist. Are there other photographs that people have claimed to try and travel? Yes, there are many other photographs. Another black and white photograph was taken at the reopening of the South Fork Bridge in Goldbridge, British Columbia. This photo was taken in the early 1940s. All the people are wearing classic 1940s attire, except one man on the right side of the photo. He appears to be wearing more modern clothing and a shirt with a logo and wearing some type of sunglasses. People claim that he is from the future since his clothing is not of the time and he appears much more futuristic. The man is also holding some type of camera, but the full camera cannot be seen in the photo. What other information is available about this photograph? Are there any other explanations other than time travel? Yes, there are. It's claimed that the sunglasses style is from the 1920s, so from the past at this time and not the future. Also, the shirt could be a sweater with an emblem sewn on instead of a modern t-shirt. Sports teams such as the Montreal Maroons in the 1940s wore a similar type of shirt. The camera also is claimed to be a camera that already existed, such as a folding Kodak camera. Another photo from a different angle shows the same man, so it is not very likely that the photo was photoshopped. However, people still claim that the sunglasses and camera did not fit in the 1940s, and this man is actually a time traveler. Let's discuss one more famous image, or rather a series of images, I'm a huge fan of Charlie Chaplin. His theme, his theme from the movie Limelight, in my opinion, is one of the greatest pieces of music ever written. So what about the footage in the Charlie Chaplin movie from 1928 where a woman is, supposed, uh, is, is using a supposed cell phone? Yes, this incident of time travel is widely discussed. The woman is shown with her hand up to her ear with some, ki- t- some type of different device being held. It also appears that she is possibly talking in the clip. Nobody knows who she is talking to since there's nobody in the clip with her to speak to. It looks like she may be talking on a cell phone to many people. This footage is from Charlie Chaplin's silent film, The Circus. A man named George Clark posted the clip on YouTube and got millions of views. It's unclear why nobody spotted this woman before he posted this. However, this video caused a large amount of discussion since cell phones were not available in 1928. Are there any possible explanations for this footage? Millions of people have seen the footage, so I I would think there would be some explanation. Yes, there are a few. The first explanation is the woman actually has a hearing aid. The woman's hand could be up to her ear for many different reasons, including shielding herself from the sun, adjusting the hearing aid, or having an itch. Most people can't explain exactly why she's talking, but some people say she was just talking to herself. It could have been a moment recorded that looked like something different than what it was. What other explanations are there? Another theory is the woman could have been using some other type of technology, such as a radio, and this would explain why she was talking and also holding something to her ear. However, handheld radios also did not exist in this time, so it seems unlikely. Others claim the woman was holding something and had some type of mental disorder, and this is why she was talking to herself. Another theory is the clip has been altered, but a lot of people also agree that this could be proof of time travel. One funny comment that has been brought up is how could she have been using a cell phone in 1928? There are no cell phone towers. This also brings out the point about people possibly time traveling, uh, people possibly time traveling to the time and place they do. Why would this woman choose a film to appear in instead of a famous time in history? This is all getting very complicated and raises a lot of questions. Yes, it's hard to find a solid explanation for these photos and videos. It seems that there are many different theories, but they cannot always be proven, especially since these photographs in the film were taken so long, long a time ago, such a long time ago. There are not many eyewitness accounts. 
maybe uh, having talked about a few examples, now I can try and discuss some of the physics without confusing everyone. If you start confusing me, I will let you know. But everyone knows what time it is, but we don't seem to know why time seems to go faster on weekends and when the weather is good. Yeah, everybody knows what time is, yes, but finding a simple definition is a, is a challenge. I found the simplest definition on the website, math is fun. Time is the ongoing sequence of events taking place, the past, present, and future. Um, Aristotle defines time as a number of change in respect of the before and after. I think we're going to have to talk about exactly what Aristotle means and what the actual other definitions of time are after this short break. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. 
Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you were talking about Aristotle's time definition. What does Aristotle mean by that? Wasn't Aristotle a philosopher, not a physicist? Right. Um, that's good. Uh, it really is a good point. If we really knew exactly what time is in terms of physics, we wouldn't be talking philosophy, I guess. Aristotle's definition can be interpreted as time not being a change, rather a number, a, a number of change. Okay, so clocks measure a number of change, and it works because our clocks measure the number of change the same way all over the world. Now it's beginning to make sense. The Earth rotates on its axis, so we have light and dark, and then and that one rotation of the Earth is the change, with the number of that change being one day. So we observe what happens and find a means of measurement. This is like when the sundials were used to measure the change in the position of the sun. This helps us understand where we are with the change, with change being continuous. What did Einstein have to say about this? Before we talk about Einstein again, and yes, I am stalling, let's talk about common era CE and before common era BCE. Year one of the Gregorian or Western calendar is one year of the common era, corresponding to the event of the birth of Christ. So we start counting forward in the common era and start counting backwards for the before common era. So measuring time is all about having the same event as a starting point. So we cannot absolutely measure time, just intervals between changes in events. A watch, uh, a watcher clock ticking one second moves the second hand around the dial one sixtieth of a complete rotation. So the hand motion defines two events, the starting position and ending position, but one second apart. Although clocks and watches are commonplace these days, most people just use their cell phones to keep time. It's hard to think about time in a new way, but what did Einstein have to say? I'll keep asking. The following quote is from Einstein's paper on the electrodynamics of moving bodies published in 1905. The time of any event is that which is given simultaneous with the event by a stationary clock located at the place of the event this clock being synchronous and indeed synchronous for all time determinations with a specified stationary clock, and unquote. I think that's essentially the same as a second hand moving one sixty of the distance around the dial in one second. Synchronous means that our watches and clocks are set at the same time with one sixty of the dial being one second. Also, we have the National Institute of Standards to define the correct time as Einstein's specified stationary clock. So to be truly synchronous, we should have the correct time set on our clocks and watches, as well as our clocks and watches being accurate in their measurements. I think we can leave Albert Einstein in peace for now. As this show is all about psychic insight, what did famed psychic Edgar Casey have to say about this? From John Van Orken's book, Towards, uh, Toward a Deeper Meditation, here is an Edgar Casey quote. Quote, learn these lessons well. First, the continuity of life. There is no time, it is one time. There is no space, it is one space. John Van Olken helps carry on the legacy of Edgar Cayce through the ARE, which is the Association for Research and Enlightenment. What does there is no time, it is one time, or there is no space, it is one space mean? I think that means there is no time or space in the spiritual world and that we can become aware of that through meditation. However, we live in a world that has three spatial dimensions plus time. I will go back to the subject of the television show Doctor Who. The ship that travels through time stuck with the appearance of a British police call box is known as a TARDIS, which stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space, and is much larger on the inside than on the outside. It might be that the original writers knew that there was, some, there was a deeper explanation of time and space. I apologize to all those Doctor Who fans out there, but I have no knowledge of the show. Let me understand. When something moves through spatial dimensions, like a watch's second hand, 
there is the necessity to describe the duration taken for that change in position. I think we got it now. According to the National Institute of Standards and Technology again, the second is defined as follows. I'll be careful with this. The second is a duration of 9,192,631,770 periods of the radiation corresponding to the transition between the two hyperfine levels of the ground state of the cesium-133 atom. This definition refers to the cesium atom in, the ground, in its ground state at a temperature of zero Kelvin. Well, that's all very complicated. So let's get back to time travel rather than measuring time. Can we travel to a point in time when events have already occurred or a point in time when events are yet to occur? Surely there is not only one reality is the present. With free will, how is the future defined? That would imply that we would have to get out of time and then back into time to travel to a particular time, future or past. Because in our experience of time, there can only be the present. Without discussing the Mandela effect and different possible timelines in detail, how would you know there were in the correct timeline, future or past? What's to say what the correct timeline is? You are stuck with the only reality being the present, which presumably the possible timelines intersect. Maybe we should look at a can of people that claim they have time traveled. I'll start with John Titor, that's T-I-T-O-R, who was interviewed live on the radio show Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell in in the year 2000. John Titor is a name used on several bulletin boards during the years 2000 and 2001 by a poster claiming to be a time traveler from 2036. So what did John Titor claim about his experience? Well, I was going there, then I found in Wikipedia that a 2009 investigation concluded that Titor was likely the creation of Larry Haber, a Florida entertainment lawyer, along with his brother John, a computer scientist. Uh, Just in case this investigation was flawed, John Titor's descriptions of the future included the aftermath of a nuclear war with the devastation of numerous countries around the world. Also in the future, the United States will be split into five smaller sovereignties. We need to find an example for which the story has stuck more than this one. Who else can you think of? Well, I googled and found a site called Ranker with a web page entitled Mysterious Time Travelers Travelers, Travelers, sorry, with Convincing Stories. I will start with the Moberly-Jordain incident. Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jordain were visiting the Palace of Versailles in France in 1901. They crossed the bridge, saw people dressed in, in 1700s clothes, including Marie Antoinette. Thinking that they had entered a time slip, the two returned to their hotel room. They went back the next day, but the bridge was, and the people from the 1700s were gone. They wrote a book about the events with the title An Adventure. There could be some rational explanations for this. The people in the 1700s costume could have been ghosts, but that doesn't explain the bridge. There also is a possibility of the time slip, or was it just an imprint, residual energy from another time? Finally, it could have been all a figment of their imaginations, but shared imaginations. Maybe there are other similar incidents that appear real people to the people that appeared real to the people involved, but without a book written about them. Another story in Ranker was uh, the man from Torred, spelled T-A-U-R-E-D. I will paraphrase, paraphrase from the website. In 1954, a man tried to get through customs at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan and had a disagreement with customs agents. He claimed to be from a country that didn't exist, but he had a passport with customs stamps to prove that he was from that country. His passport was from a country named Torred, which he claimed was between Spain and France. When customs officials officials pulled out a map and asked him if he meant Andorra, he said that the location was right, but Torred had been in existence for at least a thousand years. He had never heard of Andorra. He was given a hotel room for the night while the officials tried to figure out what was going on. Armed guards were posted outside the room, but the man had vanished by the next morning. His passport, which had been stored in the security office at the airport, had disappeared. The mystery of the man from Torred was never solved. That's interesting, but was it an example of time travel or the merging of different timelines? If the man had not vanished, there might be some non-time travel explanation. Do you have another example? 
I seem to remember a story of tourists at an American Civil War site going downstairs in a building and finding themselves in a makeshift, makeshift hostile ward from the time of the Civil War with the staff working feverishly to save the wounded. When they went upstairs again, things returned to normal. I couldn't find a description on a, on a website, but maybe it was from a television show. And as you know, I watch a lot of television. <laughs> but I think it's time for the psychic insight, uh, and I'll start asking the questions. Was the original photograph of the Gettysburg Address with the boy authentic? Yes. Has the original photograph been altered? No. Who was the boy with the wrong size shoes in the Gettysburg Address photograph? He was a boy who lost his shoes and was borrowing a pair of shoes, and he ended up looking for his father in the crowd and just happened to walk through the photograph. Was the original photograph taken at the reopening of the South Fort Bridge in Goldbridge, British Columbia, authentic? Yes. Has the original photograph been altered? No. Who was the man apparently in modern clothing, wearing sunglasses, holding a camera? He was there photographing the events. Were the clothing, sunglasses, and camera from the 1940s? The clothing was. The sunglasses were more advanced for the time and were something of his own creation. Was the camera from the 1940s? Yes. Who is the woman with the apparent cell phone in the 1928 silent movie The Circus? She was walking through and didn't know she was being filmed at the time. Is the footage on YouTube from the movie The Circus authentic? Yes. Was the object in the footage that looked like a cell phone actually a cell phone or a hearing aid or a radio? It was a communication device. So it was not from 1928? Correct. How did that lady and that object arrive in 1928? So she was actually using more advanced technology and this advanced technology was from, you could say, the future since it did not exist in the public eye at that time. So in a way, yes, the technology was not supposed to be there and the woman was not supposed to be there. Did the woman travel through time to get in the picture? You could call it time in a way, but more like a different dimension. Is time a construct created by mankind to bring order to the world we live in? In the terms of science and how the world works, yes, it is a construct. If you think about it, without time, the world would be very chaotic. So humans had to make a system of time to schedule different events and to keep track of the different duration of the day. So yes, it was invented by mankind. Is the following definition of time correct? Time is the ongoing sequence of events taking place, the past, present, and future. Yes. Is Aristotle's definition of time correct? And I quote, a number of change in respect of the before and after. Yes. Is Einstein's definition of time correct? Yes. What does Edgar Cayce mean by saying the following? There is no time, it is one time, or... There is no space. It is one space. So basically, he means in terms of time, time is a human construct. So if we do not have watches and that sort of thing, there would always be present time and not past and future. So basically, he is talking about time is not how people, not like people normally think about. And there is the present. With regards to space, he is talking about the different dimensions. But Dad, we'll have to talk about this more after this break about Edgar Casey. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. 
Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were doing the psychic insight portion where, Dad, you were asking the questions and I was giving the answers. And we were just talking about Edgar Casey. So, Dad, can you please repeat the question and I'll repeat the answer? Sure. Um, what does Edgar Casey mean by saying the following? There is no time, it is one time, or there is no space, it is one space. So basically, he means in the term of time, in terms of time, time is a human construct. So if we do not have watches and that sort of thing, 
there would always be present time, not past and future. So basically, he's talking about how time is not like people normally think about, and there is the present. With regards to space, he's talking about the different dimensions, parallel universes, etc., where all the space basically meshes together, and that space is not of the physical world like we think of, but is way more complex. Is there a lesson for us in Edgar Cayce's statement on time and space? A more advice lesson is to know that everyone should be in present time, that it is not worth dwelling on the past or future, since what matters is the present. For example, if you have a car charging towards you, in that present time, you have to make a decision, and it does not matter in that moment what happened in the past before the event or what is going to happen in the future. So you can even think of it as people in different situations where they have to make a split-second decision. Also, from a statement that involves obviously different ideas of different dimensions, parallel universes, and different space, we will not get much into that. But in regards to time, time is different depending on the perspective you have on it. In the early 1960s, did the writers of Doctor Who have a paranormal understanding of space and time? So, the people that wrote it were very intelligent, and they had theories, but they did not have proof of time travel or anything like that. Was John Titor a time traveler from 2036? No. Is there any truth to his accounts of the future of a devastated planet and the United States split into five? The one possibility in the future is obviously there will be some sort of huge event and you can think of it as doomsday. But again, since it's a future, we cannot really say much about it. Also, the problem is that with time travelers, they would not come back to the current years and admit that they were time travelers since this would interfere with the past and that is one of the major rules is not to interfere, interfere with the timeline of events. Was John Titor a creation of Larry and John Haber? Yes and no. It was based off a true man, but it was more, you could say, expounded on. Does time travel involve moving to another dimension from your timeline and returning from that dimension to a different timeline? Correct. It is very complicated, but basically there's a timeline and you would have to go back on this timeline and go back to the certain time which cannot happen if you are on the current timeline, if that makes sense. So think about it this way, is that if you are driving down a road straight, you cannot just reverse and not run into events in the past and be blocked. So you'd have to go on an exit ramp and go off the timeline and come back on to jump into the past event. Did Charlotte Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain experience a time slip when visiting Versailles in 1901? Yes. How did the time slip occur? Basically, there was an issue with the timeline. So you can think of it as some t sometimes with time, space, and different dimensions, there are errors along the way. In 1954, was there a man trying to get through customs at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan, claiming to be from a country that didn't exist? Yes. How, do you, how did he have a passport with custom stamps to prove that he was from that country? He had a very good fake. So basically, his story was all created by himself. Where did the country of Torred come from? It was made up. Where did the man go when he disappeared from his guarded hotel room? He had help from the outside. So he contacted someone outside the hotel room and they helped him escape. And he later changed his identity so he could not be found. Why did this happen? So basically, he had this whole, you can say, made-up life in his head. And others were actually playing along. And it was kind of a test for the customs and the security. So it's not only a test, but obviously the guards were not very doing their jobs either. So it was a test of the overall security. So this was a normal human being, this man? Correct. Did tourists experience entering a makeshift hospital ward from the American Civil War? In a way, yes. Was this experience an imprint of energy from previous events? Yes. Is time travel a possibility now or in the future? Yes. 
Is it possible to travel instantaneous through space to arrive at a new location now or in the future? It is possible, but if you're asking if it's ethical or should occur, then our answer would be no. If you could travel to the past, could you influence the future? So that is one of the major issues. Small things could be changed. But the thing is, with the rules of energy and everything like that, a person can not go back and change his president or any major events such as that. The other issue is that when a person time travels, they're trying to take their physical body with them, which a lot of the time is almost impossible since the different particles of their body and how their body and cells work actually getting destroyed in the process. So to do this, advanced technology has to be used, which we cannot say exactly how the technology works. So techniques such as astral travel or remote viewing to view things in the past would make more sense? Correct. More spiritual senses and sending part of your actual soul is actually a lot easier and much more ethical, but materializing your physical body is a lot more complicated. Would techniques such as astral travel or remote viewing to view events in the future make any sense because the future is not decided, being a matter of free will? So when people actually use remote viewing or astral traveling, they are only allowed to see or basically travel to certain things. So let's say that there was someone that, tra that tried to travel 100 years in the future or remote view 100 years in the future. It will be limited because of free will and events changing. So basically, or so be because of this, not everything can be seen. So if you think about psychics and their predictions, some psychics make their predictions that do not always come true because of the timeline changing, while other psychics are spot on since that event was more likely to happen according to the timelines. Does the same logic apply to time travel, if possible, and if ethical? Correct, since changing the future would also affect the present and the past. Are some events in the future predetermined and some not predetermined? Correct, and there is always the possibility of free will, which always makes things much more complicated. Okay, I have to ask the question, uh, is time travel too good to be true? That depends on what you're prepared to believe. Well, uh, I don't like the idea of being split into particles and not being put back together. Somebody might need a shop vac somewhere. That sounds awful. Well, I don't like the idea that we're running out of time since all the psychic insight just brought up so many different questions about time travel and how different physics and particles and TV shows relate and all this information. Yeah, I got, I got a final Albert Einstein uh, quote and... Uh, We've used Albert quite a lot, and I guess we must appreciate his help. One of his quotes is, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. I thought that was rather good. I think so, too. And I think, Dad, we learned during this episode is that you previously fell asleep watching the Mothman movie, but you remember almost every single detail from the 60s. So that's pretty interesting. Yes, well, I guess the uh, short-term memory is the first one to go, and the longer-term one sticks around. So there we are. Um, you're going to talk about people contacting us and the XBN.net, honey? Yep. So as always, at the end of the show, um, we want to encourage listeners to come and communicate with us and interact with us and send us comments about the show and any future topics. So if the listeners could please go online to XZBN.net, and look for our email addresses and contact us there. And honestly, we would love to hear from the listeners and we'd love to hear actual show ideas from the listeners because we're sure that everyone listening has great ideas and great feedback. And we just want to hear it and make this a conversation between the listeners and us. Dad, do you have some final comments to say here? Yeah, if we don't get any good ideas, um, we might do a show on uh, TV shows from the 1960s, <laughs> starting with Mr. Ed or something. Uh, so we're looking for some some good ideas. Um, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, and I think just to um, mention or to just confirm what you're saying, um, we really like this to be collaborative. We get ideas, we discuss them, we t kind of take it in turns on what we're going to choose as subject matter. But it'd be a lot more fun if the uh, if the listeners would say, oh, it'd be great to hear about so-and-so. 
And I'm not going to put any examples of so-and-so because I want people to think about it. But uh, at the moment, all we have for our next show is so-and-so, don't we, honey? Yes, and I think also we want to hear some feedback. So we want to hear what people think. Do they think this is too good to be true? Do they agree with some of the ideas, disagree with others? I really want to hear people's individual beliefs because that's all what the show is about, is people with their individual beliefs. We're just giving the information, and then people can decide what they think. Yeah, I think time travel was a good example of um, making me want to think. I never really thought about time fundamentally like this before. It's It just seems so natural and obvious. And apparently it's, it's man-made and it's based on uh, things that happen. Um, and we have to go to the National Institute of Standards and Technology to find out what's going on with a cesium atom to figure out what it actually means. So uh, um, it, it was great fun from that perspective. What do you think about that, honey? Yeah, I think it's interesting to see the actual concept of time and to see how we usually just look at our cell phones or a clock for the time when it's a much more complex topic. But as always, today the show is coming to an end. So thank you to all the listeners out there.